Welcome back, listeners and viewers, to another episode of Education, the Teachers Talking Terror podcast, where Mike and Courtney talk about another scary movie. We are here with our second installment of Scream Queen with our guest, Miss Scream Queen herself, my daughter, Ella. Say hi, Ella. Hi. So we are, she's back. She's indecisive. I don't know if I want to record, but your fans were wanting you, so you're back. So if you're listening at home, drop in the comments what you think of our Scream Queen series as Ella navigates horror films one scream at a time. Although we did watch another scary movie last weekend. Ooh, so what was movie, that? Again, we watched, uh, you could, you tell her. <clears throat> happy birthday to you. To me. to me. Yeah, happy birthday to me. Oh, I've never heard of that. 1980. Um, that was confusing. Yeah, it, there... <laughs> There were some similarities with, um, oh, Mind, or was it Madhouse? Okay. A little bit. Not not like a ton. Uh, they didn't like play off each other at all, but it was the, who's killing all these people? Mm-hmm. And then we'll reveal at the end. But we'll reveal at the end of at another uh, corpse-filled birthday party. So, oh, okay. Yeah. Um, like a twist and a twist. And yeah, you got to make sure you're speaking loud enough, though, because otherwise, because people can't hear you. So speak up. But yeah, there were a lot of little twists and turns. Uh, you like a good twist. Um, this one had a. This one was an okay twist, but it was the '80s had this really bad time where they would. Um, they their big twist was let's reveal something that we never mentioned before. Yeah. It wasn't like a surprise. <laughs> it was like, aha, here's one plot point you never even thought existed. And you that weren't even expecting twist. it. Yeah, you weren't even expecting it. And so it was like, oh, oh, uh, okay. Well, that seemed a bit <laughs> forced. Um, but whatever. But we're here today to talk about Scream 2, the sequel to 1996 Scream. This movie um, was already in, like, this I think this movie came out um, just like right around a year after the first one. Okay. Um, which is crazy when you think how long it takes to make a movie. Yeah. Um, yeah, Scream 1 came out on December 18th of 96. And this movie came out December 10th of 97. Wow. So like not even a full year after yeah. the original Scream came out. So they already were banking on Scream 1 being pretty successful. And then it was, and they're like, good, because we've already got another one in the chamber. So Yes. Um, yeah, less than a year. It was like 51 weeks later, and they're like, okay, let's, we've got another one here. Uh, made $172 million, this one. That's a Big crazy. Money. Big money. Um, so, yeah, this movie starts out with um, something you thought was kind of funny, Ella. We've got kind of a movie within a movie going. Um, we've got a couple of college students, um, Maureen and Phil. Uh, when did they even say their names? I don't even remember. They, when the cop later on in the movie was talking about who was who had been killed already, they had their names on the board. So you got Maureen and Phil at a movie theater watching the movie Stab. Stab is the in-movie movie about what happened the events of the original scream so of course this is all like sydney prescott's real life and they made a movie of it and that is what they're watching um they're watching stab and it is bad and that's what and 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 it's fun because you know spoiler alert um the stab franchise within the movie um runs as we go along so it's like you've got stab one playing in Scream 2. You've got Stab 2 as part of Scream 3. So it's kind okay. of fun because... And, yeah. they, and they know... Because like Scream is so like self-aware and meta mm-hmm. that by doing this, it almost you know ramps up even more of like, we made a movie about the first one and it's going to be in part of the second one. Um, That's neat. So Maureen and Phil are at the movie theaters. Maureen, she just wants to go see a Sandra Bullock movie. Yeah. Phil talks her into it. And with this being like the great, the biggest movie of all time, apparently, um, everybody is getting like a free ghost face outfit. Yeah, Which, that that would be kind of creepy. I mean, yeah. 
to attend the movie just surrounded by Ghostface. Well, and, excuse me, it's quite a weird statement for, like, Hollywood, because this only took place, like, a year ago. Yeah. You know, so, like, within a year, they make this movie, and it's like, hey, let's glorify this Mm real-life murderer by wearing his costume. So, it'd be like if we had, um, if everybody attended a Jeffrey Dahmer movie dressed as Jeffrey Dahmer. (laughs) Yeah. Um... And so they're handing out ghost face costumes at the theater. Um, Phil goes to the bathroom. Everybody's dressed as ghost face. Everybody's got these glow-in-the-dark daggers. Uh, Phil goes to the bathroom. There's a couple of guys at the urinal dressed as ghost face. You know, it is what it is. Yeah. Uh, and he's in the he's in the stall, and he hears almost like there's a puppet show in the, <laughs> in the next yeah in the next toilet. It's just this like baby talk kind of stuff. Um, to which uh, a normal human being would just ignore it. Exactly. Um, but like, not, But not Phil. Phil goes and presses his ears against the inside wall of a toilet stall. Like, mm. Phil, that's disgusting. Yeah, presses that's his, so unsanitary. Uh, very much so. <laughs> uh, presses his face up against it and then just gets daggered through with just blunt, just brute force. Yeah. Stabs through the... Uh, the stall wall into Phil's head um, and he's spitting out blood. Like he's, he's dead. He's, he's a dead guy. Uh, Whoever this killer is. I mean, we're again, just like the original scream right away. And um, again, just like the original scream, you know, we're dealing with two decently named stars of the time, Uh, Mm -hmm. you know, Omar Epps and we'll get to his, his girlfriend, Jada Pinkett Smith just Jada Pinkett at the time. She's married to Will Smith. Um, you know, so he gets stabbed and dies. And then somebody comes and sits down next to Maureen in the theater. Dressed that wearing, as Phil. Yeah. yeah. Got his jacket on, dressed as Ghostface, um, and just acting the part. And so... Ghostface was lucky because he could, like hide and disguise himself in with everyone else. Oh, yeah, easily. Because mm-hmm. everybody was dressed that way. Yeah. Um, Maureen, um, like, feels the arm of his jacket. It's covered in blood. She kind of stands... And then he just kills her right there in the theater. Mm-hmm. Every, but everybody is so involved in the movie, it doesn't even matter. So no. she gets up. There's murder scenes going on on screen. People are going nuts. She tries to get away. He just keeps stabbing her. She eventually finds herself onto the stage because apparently this movie theater is in an auditorium. Um, yeah, that's, I mean, and it was like a mosh pit of a movie theater as well. Yeah. Like, so she's up on stage and kind of gives out this blood curdling scream and dies right there in front of everybody. Opening titles. Like, again, this movie just jumps right into it of we are somewhere else. We don't know who these people are yet. But we just, we have two dead people at the beginning of Scream mm-hmm. 2, as opposed to one dead person at the beginning of the first Scream. There was two. Um, oh, that's right. I forgot Steve died, too. Mm-hmm. Eh, Steve doesn't matter. Um, <laughs> and so, but this all happens at Windsor College. Um, what's special about Windsor College, Ella? Uh, I don't know. You don't know? <laughs> think, think hard. What's special about Windsor College? I highlighted the plot right there on the. Sydney goes there. <laughs> hey, there you go. What a novel. <laughs> yeah, Sydney. Sydney's a uh, student at Windsor College. <laughs> I'm trying to throw you softballs here. Yeah, Sydney's a student at Windsor College, and so we're back on her turf. So. Yeah, and. Um, uh, go ahead. The. Uh... Oh, man, what's her name? Courtney Cox plays her. Oh, uh, Gail Weathers. Yep, and she is right back. I mean, it's like she knows where this this yeah. murder is going to be. Right. Yeah, because she's she there. she is right there. And it is. It's like the next day. And yeah. she's she's ready. Because yeah. <laughs> since, since the... Well, what we see... Uh, Sydney is watching TV, and there's news footage about Cotton Weary the man that she accused of murdering her mother, Mm -hmm. um, but didn't. 
And so he's, of course, been released from prison because he was wrongfully accused. And so there's all these other little, like, minor threads of story going on here. Yeah. Um, Sydney's got her roommate, or Haley, Hallie, Hallie, Mm -hmm. Haley, I don't know, one of the two. Um, And so, you know, she's got a new boyfriend. Sydney apparently has no problem with trust issues. Um, Moved right into the arms. I mean, that, I'm sorry. I think I probably would have given relationships a break. Yeah. For a little bit. <laughs> so even if they are as handsome as Derek is, I yeah. still would have been like, eh, I'm not ready. My last mm-hmm. boyfriend literally tried to murder me yeah. multiple times. Multiple times. Killed my friends. Um, yeah. You know, tried to kill my dad. Killed my mom. Uh so, but yeah, I'm totally ready to jump back in the saddle. Let's do this. Let's go. Yeah. It's like she just had to move on in order you know, to get fresh, over it. Freshman year. Nobody mm-hmm. knows who I am, despite a movie being made about what happened to me one year ago. Yeah. Uh, she's getting phone calls, you know, but she's but she's got a she's got a caller ID, so she knows who's calling her and pretending to be Ghostface. I mean, it's very self aware of what happened in the first mm-hmm. movie. Um, but you're right. Gail shows up because of these murders. Everybody's showing up because we have to have a reason to get the crew back together. Do Dewey shows up for some reason. Um, you know, uh, Dewey's back because I got to offer Sydney protection, despite mm-hmm. the fact that I'm completely hobbled and walk crooked. Um, yeah, but I'm here to help. <laughs> Thanks, Dewey. Um, and so yeah, Gail's back. She's got new streaks, and she's got. A new cameraman, her Joel. Bus, her bus must be pretty fast because she can just go from like one place to another really quickly. <laughs> it's the, it's yeah. the magic school bus. Gail Weathers drives the magic <laughs> school bus. Uh, she's got like Joel, her new cameraman. I like Joel. I do too. He's very, keeps it real. Um, yeah. And Gail tries to talk to Sydney, but also basically tries to just shove Cotton Weary in her face. Um, he's trying to get famous because understandably so he feels he's due. Yes. And I 100% like you've been put in like prison for quite a few, I mean a year, you know, it's like, and your name was smothered all over. Like I would want to be on all these big shows too. Like, yeah. yeah, Hey, I'm innocent. Right. Like, like give me my moment because, because until I have it, everyone's going to treat me as a criminal. Um, mm-hmm. and so really this openings, this second scene just acts as a way to get everybody back together. You've got Dewey, you've got Gail, of course you've got Sydney. We meet, um, Sydney or Randy goes to school there too. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we've got her, we've got her boyfriend, we've got her best friend and we meet another guy cause, uh, Randy is in film class, which yes. is fitting because that's what Randy does. Um, you're a college graduate. I'm a college graduate. I don't remember a college course ever as laid back and relaxed as this film class is. Yeah. <laughs> like, I teach a film class to our high school kids. And I feel like the film class at Windsor College is full of kid, full of college-age kids that have seen every movie ever made and and you can just talk openly about them yeah they can i mean they're they're a bunch of little mr osborne's just they've seen they've seen every movie <laughs> yeah well they're very they're very analytical um i can't say at that age i was overly analytical um but they they do they've seen it all they know it all they can cross-reference and have conversations and it's great again my high school film class Full of kids that aren't far off from this are like, yeah, what's a movie? I yeah. don't know what you're talking about. Is that one of those things? Is that like a long YouTube video? Is that what a movie <laughs> is? Is that like a really long TikTok? Uh-huh. Uh, and so, uh, but we meet, we meet, um, really our new, our new people are Hallie, the roommate, Derek, um, the boyfriend and Derek's best friend, Mickey. 
Mickey Mouse. Yeah, Mickey Mouse is Ella called him the entire time we watched it. And so that's kind of the new crew. Um, again, I don't, I, I, I appreciate Sydney's willingness to go to college, but I really think she was forming relationships really quickly. Yeah. Um, but whatever. Uh, they get, get, they get invited to a sorority party. Yes. Built to Lambda Zetas. Sydney, who does not strike me as a sorority girl at all, no. tags along with her roommate, um, who does strike me as a sorority yes. girl. Were you and a sorority girl in college? No. Nope. I was just, I was kind of a loner. Was it just not your thing or Yeah, like I'm not which no offense to any sorority girls, but no. If they're listening, this will offend them. But they're just too, like, prissy for me. Like, all yeah. of them that you see, you know, like, I don't want to be told what I have to wear. Like, that's just right. not not me. Well, and of course, to, to be fair, I mean, not not all sororities are like that. Right. But but this particular sorority, this fictional yes. Delta, Delta Lambda Zeta, is, it is the caricature of that type of sorority. Yeah. Uh, and I think... Any upper educational establishment that has a Greek life has at least one of these types mm -hmm. of sororities uh, and these types of fraternities. Yes. Der Derek is a fraternity boy, mm -hmm. uh, which is odd that, like, Sydney is into that. Yeah. But not into sororities. Um, but, yeah, so Sydney and Haley or Hallie. Let's decide. What are we going to call her? Hallie so or Haley? I thought it was Hallie. Okay, Hallie it is. So Sydney and Hallie go to this sorority party with your extremely uh, stereotypical, bubbly, absent-minded sorority girls played by... Um, you, the blonde is Ellen DeGeneres' wife. Oh, it's Portia? Yeah, that's Portia de Rossi. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Um, and the other one is played by Rebecca Gayhart. But yeah, that's mm -hmm. Portia de Rossi. Wow. Uh, Ellen, you know, remember that talk show, Ellen, that mommy watched sometimes? Oh. It's her wife. Huh. Well, I don't know what she looks like. Yeah, well, she looked like Hallie. Or she looked like uh, whatever the whatever the blonde sorority yeah. sister was. Um, and so, uh, but yeah, she was, her real big claim to fame was Arrested Development, a TV show that okay. is so funny um, and just way ahead of its time. Uh, but yeah, so she was on that, that show as well. And so while they are at that sorority party, there's another sorority on campus, the Omega Beta Zetas. Um, <laughs> you laugh kiddo, but you just wait, <laughs> you go to college, you'll roll your eyes at all this. Um, Cece Cooper Played by uh, Buffy the Vampire herself, Sarah Michelle Gellar. Um, she, you, you talk about this scene, Ella. Is this one irritated you? This is where the girl gets the phone call. Oh, and she's watching TV. She's watching TV. So what happens? She answers the phone and then she's like, she like hangs up and then, or he hangs up, I can't remember, and then she picks it up again and then she goes outside and tries to call security and then she goes back in and leaves the door open <laughs> <laughs> they all just shut the door though. i know i would yeah I she, know. It, it, she cracked me up when we were watching it because like she said you know she's back and forth at this conversation with the killer not knowing it's the killer and then calls her friend and then the friends like call security and then she comes back inside and leaves the door open. And then you see Ghostface sneak in and Ella and Ella's like, oh, there you go. Just close the door. Just close it. And Just one time. And so Ghostface pops out of a closet. Um, he chases her up the stairs. Yep. Chases her up the stairs. Catches her. And what does he do with her? Um, I'll throw her off the balcony. Just throws her off the balcony. Splat. Onto the ground. Uh. Blood everywhere. And uh, that's it. I mean, he stabbed her in the back first. But that I don't think the stab is what killed her. I think no. it was the, the fall from the third <laughs> yeah. floor or whatever. Well, he stabbed her a few times. Well, yeah, but I still, I'm still going to put my money on the fall. 
Yeah, so, and while this is happening, or after this happens, um, Ghostface heads on over to the uh, other sorority house where Sydney is. Yeah, the Delta Lambda Zetas. Yep, and she gets attacked. Yeah, because everybody leaves the Delta party to go to the Omega house because of the murder. Because word travels really fast. Yeah, this, this is like a small town. Like, college. police are not even on the scene yet. Yeah. And the kids are like, smells like someone was murdered. And mm -hmm. out the door they go. And then they go over to the body and then Gail Weathers is there again. Yeah, because Gail's <laughs> always around as she well. Knows. Like, she knows. She can sniff out a murder, that Gail. Um, but yeah, you're right. Like, uh, he's he attacks Sydney, who does escape but runs into Derek mm -hmm. and Derek's like I'll go in after him because I'm the handsome boyfriend and then Derek gets cut where does Derek get cut Ella? on his arm like he... yeah really safely just on the arm yeah you said something about like him going to college to be a doctor or something yeah and that what that's what made me think it was him for a little bit because he would cut himself somewhere if it was him like so he wouldn't die from it. Right, yeah. So very safe injury for this pre-med mm -hmm. student, Derek. And one thing that, that you really enjoyed, what did you enjoy most about this movie compared to the first one? You liked the first movie better, but what did you really like about this movie? I don't know. <laughs> you liked that nobody spoiled it for you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's so much better when people don't spoil oh, it. Oh, she was an anxious, <laughs> nervous wreck. Oh, I love that. <laughs> um, the first one, like, when she spoiled it, I just had a feeling it was who I thought it was. Yeah. This one, all, all over the place. I mean, she was like a ferret that didn't know which way to go. I think it's him. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. It's him. Oh, no. I don't like him. It's him. Oh, ma maybe. Thought, at one point, I thought it was Dewey and Gail. Yeah. She thought it, <laughs> okay, at one point. Okay, and I'm Dewey with you and... there. Because the amount of times that Gail has just been there... Right. It's it's like, okay, I mean, do I have to wait till Scream 4 until she's the killer? Like, right. she is just always there. Exactly. And so there's all of this. Of course, this is the beauty, again, of the show. I've seen this movie enough times that, of course, I know and what's up. But it's mm -hmm. fun watching it with her because she's just like, you know, she's just so antsy about, I think it's him. Because if I would ask a question, he'd be like, I don't know. And I know. Like, yeah, she's, you do. <laughs> she would get mad. So, well, did he do that? I'm like, I don't know. Yes, you do. You've seen it. I'm like, okay, I know, but I'm not going to share it. <laughs> um, and so, yeah. So Derek survives. Um, and this is where the police start to put things together. They're talking mm -hmm. about the victims. Um, Cece being the, the newest one. There's three dead now. And when yes. they talk about this, they look at it as... They have Maureen Evans, Phil Stevens, and Cece Cooper. And the police deduce that, wait a minute, Sydney's mom's name was Maureen, Maureen Stevens, or more, yeah, Maureen Prescott, I'm sorry. And then mm -hmm. Maureen being the first person killed by, in, in the first movie. I mean, we didn't see her die, but, uh, and then... Um, in the first movie, Casey's boyfriend, the, the the first one we see killed, his name was Steve. And then they deduced that Cece was short for Casey. So they're like, oh, Gail has this theory that whoever is the new killer is going in order of the murdered victims from the first movie. Mm -hmm. Maureen being killed first, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and so it's like, oh... Inter you jump to that conclusion really quickly, Gail. Yeah. You know? Um, so, again, maybe you are in on some of this. Um, Randy, who is just... He's really just there. Um, you know, Randy was much more important role in the first movie than he was in this one. Yes. But Randy's theory, of course, is that... Oh, no, it's going to be somebody that you know. It's always somebody that you know, Sydney. Um, yep. And so now we're we get a daylight phone call. What happened in that daylight phone call? Um, you want to say it, Ella? You want me to? I can't remember. Okay, go ahead, Corey. <laughs> this person is like watching them on campus. Yeah. 
and that is creepy. <laughs> yeah, it's Gail, Dewey, and Randy. Uh, yeah. Hey, Tom, people are walking around. They're just like out in the courtyard. Yeah. Go ahead. What? Go ahead. I just remembered, like, the part. Like, oh, okay. You know, I okay. The part oh, yeah, and they're, like, running around, like, frantically, like, looking at people who are on the phone. Like, taking yeah. people's phones, like, who are you talking to? <laughs> right, because this ghost yeah. face is giving them, like, very, very detailed information. Like, I, they know what he know, or, you know, the killer knows what they're wearing, etc. To where they're, like, they could, this person could see us. And like you said, mm -hmm. you know, you got this guy who just is on the phone and they go slap his phone out of his it's like just goofy yeah. <laughs> um so they split up gail and dewey go one direction randy goes another randy's on the phone because he's like i'll keep i'll keep them talking you guys go find them uh and then randy and the killer ghostface get in, basically into an argument you know randy just keeps telling basically how worthless they are and how pathetic it is and whatever um, but he's still just walking around while he's doing all this talking. And what happens to Randy? He is killed. Yeah. Like it's the film car or whatever. Yeah, it's like it's like Joel's van. The killer yeah. is, the ghost face is in there and he like grabs him and pulls him in there and then yep. kills him. And then just as he starts to get murdered, uh, three people with a boombox walk by with their music playing loud so you can't hear the murder going on. Yes. And then I thought it was the... What's his name that helps Gail? Joel. I Joel. It Joel because... It was his van. Yeah, I thought it was him because it was his van and then later like they show recordings of it and he's like the only one that knows how to film. Yeah. So I thought it was him. She did. She thought it was Joel. Uh, <laughs> I thought it was funny though. I, it might have been earlier in the movie or whatever later where he's like, I know what happened to the last cameraman. Like, I'm out of here. <laughs> I'm done. Yeah. yeah, well, and it's like after Randy gets killed, that's what Joel does. He's like, yeah. I'm not going for this. I'm out. Yeah. And he does. He just leaves. Like, yeah, I also thought it was him because if it was him, he would try and get out of it so they wouldn't know it's him. Mm -hmm. yeah, see, I like the fact that you're using your critical thinking skills on the show. What does that mean? It means you're you're coming up with reasons for your thoughts. So So now Randy's dead. And he's like legit dead. He's mm -hmm. not there's no coming back from this one. No. Uh lots of blood. Um nighttime. And so Dewey and Gale um they have the, they have again another theory of wait a minute. Joel's been filming all kinds of things. And so if the killer really has been watching us, if we look at Joel's footage, maybe we'll find something in the footage. Mm -hmm. So they, um, they break into the film studies building, um, which is kind of odd that all these buildings just happen to be open at night. Yeah. They break into the film studies building to review the tapes of Joel's footage. Um, and then just kind of inexplicably out of nowhere, Ghostface attacks them. Yeah. Not not before they have a moment. Dewey, apparently after the events of Scream 1, Dewey and Gale dated for a while. And then yeah. it didn't work. They went their separate ways. And of course, they still have feelings for each other. So it gets rekindled here as they're watching this footage they start making out. Didn't you say they were married in real life? Yeah, yeah. Courtney Cox and David Arquette were married in real life. Oh, I think yeah, I did so, know that. Yeah. Yeah, they were married. They got a kid. Um, so they were married during this movie, I believe. Hmm. Um, and so now footage that is not theirs starts popping up on the TVs because Ghostface has a really... Um, excellent ability at high-end yeah. audiovisual, so, you know, machinery, um, and so then they there's footage of themselves, like from behind them. So they realize, oh, this looks like it's coming from in the projection booth. They look up there, ta-da! There's Ghostface. Why they didn't just leave, I don't know, because Dewey decides I'm gonna go stop him. Yeah. And he like limps up the steps and I know. Uh, yeah, not uh, even remotely believable. No. Do we just be done at this point? Like I got a couple of chase scenes here. 
where um, Ghostface magically appears. Dewey's chasing Ghostface, who's upstairs, and then suddenly Ghostface appears like behind the desk, yeah, right behind Gail. So chases Gail. She gets herself in like the soundproof booth, um, and you know locks herself in. She's safe. But then Dewey comes in after her. And what happens to Dewey, uh, Ella? He gets stabbed right where he got stabbed in the first movie in the back. Yeah, he gets stabbed. And because it's on the other side of this, um, this like soundproof glass. Like he's smacking it and you can't hear it. Yeah, like he's yeah. trying to get Gail's attention. Which, I don't know, I got an issue with this. Because Dewey's hitting that, that glass pretty hard. And Gail can't hear him. Then Ghostface attacks Dewey, presumably leaves him for dead. But then Ghostface picks up a three-legged stool and starts hitting the same glass that Dewey was hitting, and we can hear that. Yeah. So, I've never uh, been in, like, a soundproof anything. It yeah. kind of blew my mind how quiet, like, how soundproof it actually was. Oh, like they are. Yeah. I've that's been in crazy. Couple, I've been one a couple different times, and they... It it is. It's it's very unsettling. You can hear your breathing. Mm. Like it's just it's very unsettling how quiet it is. Um, and then it almost and then you flip it. And it's like you really take for granted how much just natural noise there is, and how comforting, in my opinion, natural noise is. Yeah. I mean, maybe it's because noises. I'm a noise person, but right. <laughs> you're a noisy person. I think is what you meant. <laughs> I am. <laughs> did you ever did anybody ever find that those like uh chick materials you were looking for no 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 nope. i'm sure you have a theory i do okay i'll we'll tell you that. after yeah we'll get to that <laughs> um meanwhile so ghostface is dealing with uh gail and dewey meanwhile and what i thought was probably the most tense scene in the movie Sydney and Hallie are being driven by two police officers who have been assigned to them. Oh, I don't mm -hmm. like this part. I know you don't. It's gross. Um, Sydney and Hallie are being driven to a safe house because, of course, the killer's around. Again, I have an issue with it as they're driving through town. They come to a stop at a stoplight and then, ta-da, Ghostface is yeah. there. It doesn't make a whole lot of sense. <laughs> That's why I thought there were so many. Because they were just popping up in random places. Yeah, we just... One yeah. yeah, it's the same night. We just had one at the college, mm -hmm. and now we have one out in the middle of town. Um, yeah. Ghostface busts in the window and slits the neck of the driver, tosses him out of the car, and then jumps in the driver's seat. Wait, you mm -hmm. to talk about the annoying... And the, and the other news reporter girl that... Oh, yeah. Yeah, we, re we haven't talked about Debbie Salt at oh, all. Oh, yeah, That's the right. girl off Roseanne. Yeah, we need to tell you're right. Thank you. We need to talk about Debbie Salt. Debbie yes. Salt is a um she's a local journalist that has aspirations to being a writer and news reporter, but she really sucks up to Gail Weathers a lot mm -hmm. to the point where Gail's just annoyed by it and put off by it. Um yeah. and so she just kind of dips in and out of scenes here and there. Whenever there's a reason for a news press conference, she's there. Like that's really yes. her point in the movie. Um but yeah, so, yeah, Ghostface kills the driver, hops in the seat, and then runs, like, he gets into, a, like, a wrestling match with the yeah. guy, with the other cop, and they hit an, an embankment of things. And, um, yeah, well, the cop, yeah, the, the cop car. gets out of the car before they hit the thing. Yeah, second cop gets out, jumps on the, da the, the dashboard jumps on the hood of the car yeah and that's when they hit a post and what how does he die ella it goes through his head yeah hits hits like this bunch of like construction and this like metal rod like orange cones flying yeah this here. metal rod just pierces through the head into the car and it's a cop car so sydney and hallie are like locked in the back they can't get out yeah i um, love it oh it was such a tense scene <laughs> it was fun watching you watch it um, I didn't like no, you time. didn't, because he's all twitchy and that post is through his head. I, I love the goriness of it, though. I know you do. 
I figured you'd appreciate it because it's more than yeah. just like stabby stuff. Yeah, like he is. Yeah, like seizing almost. Yeah. Um, so they're trapped. Ghostface is like knocked out in the front seat. The cop's dead, and there they can't get out. On one side, the car is like pinned up against the wall. But again, you can't open a cop, you know, the mm-hmm. back doors of a cop car from inside. But luckily, when the post went through that guy's skull, <laughs> it knocked loose some of the, uh, like, the metal mesh between the front and back seats. The dividers, yeah. So, what are they going to do, Ella? They crawl, well, Sydney crawls through it. Yeah, they pull it back, Sydney crawls through. What? How does she get out, though? How does she have to get out? She crawls through from the back and then has to crawl over out the window I think. but who well, what does she over have to go ghost ahead face. has to crawl over ghost face yeah and then once she gets out she tries to let her roommate out but she like the door is jammed or something she can't get out right so then what does hallie have to do crawl through the same way yeah the same thing uh sydney who is like hovering over ghost face just the anticipation of i have to know who this is yeah and reaches to pull the mask off. I know you were very. Yeah. She was like, "We're gonna see," and then her yeah. elbow slips and she hits the car horn, and it doesn't work out. Um, but they start to run away, and then have to go back because Sydney just can't leave well enough alone. Yeah. Hmm. What happens when she gets back to the car? Ella? He's gone. The killer's gone, and magically reappears where. Right, like behind them. <laughs> right behind where they were <laughs> yeah. standing. So no sound at all. Yeah. So who gets killed? Her roommate. Yeah, Hallie um, gets killed, and yeah, Sydney kind of takes off towards campus. She might as well where... just making new friends, right? Because they all get yeah, killed. yeah. Don't be friends with Sydney Prescott. Yeah, she's a red um, flag. <laughs> over at campus, there is a hazing ritual going on. Oh yeah, that's right. Where Derek has been like kidnapped, and it almost looks like he was like part of that circus where you throw the swords. You know, he's up on yeah. that big wheel, and. Uh, yeah, oh, we forgot about the cringiest scene in the whole movie. Yes, you're right, Ella. This hazing ritual is happening because earlier in the movie, when Sydney oh, yes. was trying to distance herself, understandably so, trying to distance herself from Derek, because I'm bad news. Like, Sydney's even aware. People that are mm-hmm. around me are. And Derek is like, well, you know what's going to solve this little love conundrum? I'm going to stand on top of a table and sing to you. Yeah. And then he gives her his letters. Yeah, I forget it, what that's called. It doesn't matter. We're not Greek. Um, he gives her his letters, which is a big no-no in the Greek, in college Greek life. And you don't do that. Yeah. Um, and so this is where the comeuppance happens. As, like you mentioned... His fraternity brothers are going to punish him. I can't remember what happened, but they were walking or something, and then they, like, come and kidnap Well, yeah, and they're all dressed in masks, and they all have cloaks yeah. on. So it looks like he's going to yeah. be attacked by a bunch oh, of ghost faces. another part. What I part? I don't know if this was later or before, but when Sydney's in the play. Oh, yeah, that was earlier, yeah. Sydney's in a school play. And there's all these weird people Again, masks. yeah, everybody oh, in yeah, she's. Masks. It's like... I don't understand Sydney Prescott. Uh, yeah, she, I don't either. She has every reason to be a hermit. Every reason. And I I admire her willingness to go out and put herself out there. But you auditioned for the lead in a play where everybody else is dressed in cloaks and masks and you don't have any PTSD? Like, honey, like, no. No, don't do no. it. No. Give yourself time to heal. It is okay. All right, so back to you were talking about the hazing ritual. Yes, and he is... um, So Sydney hears some music chanting type thing going on, so she heads on in, and that's where she finds Derek um, tied up from this hazing ritual. Right. And um, Ghostface appears. And Derek is, like, pretty beat up, isn't he? Yeah, well, he's I say he's not that, so much but beat like, up, but he's like super, like, yeah, they they beat him up for his hazing ritual. Yes. Like they got him drunk. I mean, they just made a mess of him. 
Yeah, he... Uh, poor guy. Yeah. Well, he shouldn't have given his letters away. No, he shouldn't have. And so, um, Ghostface arrives, and he reveals himself. Mm-hmm. And Ella, do you remember who he is? Yeah. Who is it? Mickey Mouse. <laughs> it was Mickey Mouse. <laughs> That's probably the only reason she remembers it, because she's like, Mickey yeah. Mouse. Yeah, actually, yeah. And I call him Blue Shirt Guy. Blue, that's, the, blue, that's what she referred to pretty much the whole time. I, she, if she didn't remember his name was Mickey, it was the guy in the blue shirt. Um, to give you credit, Ella, you sniffed him out immediately. Yeah. She's like, she's like I don't like that guy. I think he's the killer. He, doesn't, he didn't look like he was nice. So, well, he was a killer. Um, but yeah, so he shows up and initially it was kind of fun because he's really messing with Sydney's head. Yeah. Mickey shows up, of course, Derek's tied up and Mickey starts insinuating that Derek bailed on him, that Derek was also one of the killers. At first I thought it was right. Cause I was like, I thought it was him. And I was like, it is him. Yeah. Because, mm-hmm. you know, because Mickey's like you, you know, of course, then they all start arguing back and forth. This scene right here was very, very familiar. It reminded me a lot of the end of Scream when Randy and Stu yes. are outside the house begging Sydney to come inside. And it's mm-hmm. like, you know, we didn't know which one was the killer, which one wasn't. Yeah. At that point, I don't even think we knew that there was two. No, we didn't. But it's like, it was no. that same kind of scene. So really, in a lot of ways, and this isn't a surprise, Scream 2 basically just like changed clothes. It's yeah. it's still scream one. But there were just enough little changes like, oh, making us believe, oh, Derek and his, the boyfriend and his best friend are the killer. Yes. Because the best friend already revealed. And then, you know, trying to so it's it's toying with us of like, oh, it is the boyfriend again. Only it wasn't. Nope. But the boyfriend he he goes. Yeah. Mickey just shoots him in the chest. Yeah. Like, you're done. Sorry, Oof. Derek. This is where Mickey makes a mistake. Mickey starts to monologue a bit. Um, that's that part of the horror movie where one of the characters decides to tell you the plot. Mickey tells Sydney that my plan all along is to kill you and get arrested. And then... I'm going to blame the movies. Which is what they were discussing in the beginning. Like, does movie violence um, encourage people to be violent? Right. I'm sorry, but I remember another part. That's right. You don't have to... Go ahead. What other... Where she's in the library and, like, the message pops up and then Cotton Mary pulls her. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, so there's all these, like... remembering parts. That's okay. At least you're remembering them out of order. Yeah. But no, yeah, there was a scene earlier on, you're right, where Sydney's in, she's in the library and gets a direct message, you're going to die tonight. Yeah. Cops can't help or something. Right. And then the kid next to her is like, oh no, that's an inner, that's like an inner building message. That person is here. And then as she's trying to escape, she runs into Cotton Weary, which also happens to be wearing like black work boots. So Mm -hmm. another one like, oh it is cotton. Like he's gonna get and his I revenge. Thought, I thought it was him for some of the time because I thought like if she thought that he killed her mom, then he might have thought like that might be a good idea to try and hurt her because she thought it was me. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah like well she trashed her. my name, so. Right. I'm gonna yeah. get her. Um, Mickey, when he finishes his plan of this is what's gonna happen, he reveals the second killer and who walks and... through the door, Ella. <laughs> Well, first it was Gail. It was and Gail. I was like, I, yep. I knew it was her. Yeah, yeah. it did. It messed with you guys, and I love it. It did, because I, I was with... <laughs> I'm with Ella. I was like... I did. Gail, or Gail. Ella's jaw just dropped when Gail walked out. <laughs> but again, the last time we saw Gail was when she was trying to escape Ghostface after yeah. Dewey got stabbed. So we kind of forgot about her because all this other stuff going on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Gail steps out. And then, like, a moment later, Debbie Salt comes out. Yeah. Holding a gun on Gail. And this is where... This part surprised me a lot. Earlier in the movie... When this is a twist. Earlier, kind of. yeah. Er, earlier when we were talking here, I mentioned that 
Um, horror movies have this real bad tendency to unveil a plot twist that you had no idea was coming. Yes. Well, this was this movie's plot twist. Yeah, this was just like a mic drop in the middle of it. Like, yeah. what? <laughs> Debbie Salt walks out, and the first words Gail or Gail Sydney says to her is, "Mrs. Loomis." And then it hits us that we've never seen Debbie and mm-hmm. Sydney together. Yeah. Like, we've seen her with everybody else, mm-hmm. pretty much. And uh, so, yeah, Debbie Salt turns out to be Billy's mom. At first, I forgot that that was his last name. And I was like, right. what is that? Yeah. And then I remember that it was his last name. Yeah, it's Billy's mom, who immediately, after she reveals, like, hey... I needed to get revenge. You broke up my family. You killed my son. You know, your your mom destroyed our family. And she's like, I. she found Mickey on like a serial killer web board or something online. And she basically, she's paying for him to go to school. And this was going to happen. Well, she finds out real quick she can save her money by just killing Mickey. Exactly. <laughs> I'm done paying for your tuition. Kid. Yeah. Um. And then basically, I only used him to, you know, to get this done. Like, I Mm -hmm. didn't need him, but I used him. And so she's going to frame him. That's her plan. Um, You know, I'm going to, we're going to get all this stuff done, and we're just going to blame Mickey. Um, You know, she, uh, Sydney and... Mrs. Loomis get into an argument. Of course, Mrs. Loomis is crazy. She's got that look in her eyes. Yeah, she's she nuts. does. Um, she does I a great job. I like the whole time. Right. She does a great job. At it. But she's basically like, you know, you killed my son. But Sydney's like, wait a minute here. <laughs> you abandoned him. Like, you're the reason that he went on these killing sprees. Yeah. Like, like you <laughs> abandoned him. He's nuts. Yeah. So they get into a fight. Of course, Gail gets shot. In the, you know, kind of in the side and the gut kind of area. Like falls off the stage. Right. Like Sydney and um, Debbie are like wrestling around. And Debbie's just nuts. Like she's putting axes through doors. Yeah. But they're on the same stage that Sydney has her play on. So she knows what everything's like wired up mm-hmm. to. Even though that doesn't make any sense that she would know that because she's yeah. an actress, not a backstage person. Uh, magically Cotton shows up in the auditorium for some reason. And gets a hold of the gun. Um, now, earlier in that scene that you mentioned, Ella, where Cotton, uh, where Sydney ran into Cotton, all all Cotton wants is notoriety. That's all he wants is a chance. And Diane Sawyer, a very popular news anchor at the time, was willing to give him an interview only if Sydney would be on the show. And she, of course, refused. Um, so now we've got. Debbie has a knife to Sydney. Cotton is standing there. Basically, and Debbie's trying to convince him, hey, now's your chance. We've got a killer. She's not giving you what you want. We got a scapegoat. You know, it'll be great. You could be the hero. Um, and that's when Sydney pulls the Diane Sawyer interview out of her back pocket. <laughs> yeah. Thinking fairly clearly for someone who is, again, for the second year in a row about to be murdered mm-hmm. multiple times. She's all cool. Like at this point, it's like, ah, eh, it's just, it's what happens. It's part of my life. Yeah. Like the first movie, she seemed really upset, but the second one, she just kept. Like, yeah. Yeah. Whatever. So she didn't even care. Eh. eh. So, um, cotton shoots her in the head, takes her out or he shoots her. He shoots her. I don't know if it was in the head. Shoots her. Yeah. Cause I think later it was head. Yeah. Shoots her. Um, Gail survived. Cotton helps Gail up. So we got Gail, Sydney, she and like Cotton. She scares them. She like oh, yeah. jumps up. Like <laughs> yeah. She, yeah, she kind of fell down in the orchestra pit. Mickey, who has, should be dead, but of course, here's our last second pop up. Yep. <laughs> um, but Gail and Sydney shoot him down. And mm-hmm. then Sydney, again, just like the last movie. Goes ahead and puts an extra bullet in Loomis's head yeah. to make sure that they're dead. This time it's Mama Loomis. Yep. Dad show up in the third one? No, I don't know. I don't. I really don't remember if Dad shows up in the third one. 
The police show up. Guess what? Dewey's still alive, just like the first one. He got stabbed yeah. in the same place it as the first with one. Him, like, on the bed. Yeah, he's on his little gurney. The media Yeah, I know. Poor guy. Does media. he last through all four of them? Uh, there's Do you six remember? There's six. Oh, yeah. Six just came out. Yep. Does he last uh, through all of them? I'm not sharing. Uh, no, no spoilers. Uh, <laughs> um. The media shows up to interview uh, Sydney, and she's like, you know what? Hero's over there. Cotton's the mm-hmm. real hero. Um, and so Cotton gets his chance. Of course, he instantly pulls out his business card. There's a, there's a time and a place and a cost to talk about all this. Yeah. And then uh, the movie's over. Sydney survives another year of being murdered. It's like the purge for her, poor girl. <laughs> it is. And she's just so. lucky enough to squeeze by. Exactly. So... Um, but there we go. Scream two. Scream two. Well, all right. Do you like this one, Ella? Yeah. I like the first one better though. Yeah, I know you like the first one better. Um, do you like this one, Courtney? I did. All right. Let's grade it. This one's getting an A for me. Ooh, um, a. I really I don't know. Like, I really like these Scream movies. Um, That's good, because you got four more of them. <laughs> because there's, like, enough gore. There's enough of the jump. But then, like, Ella and I were on the same track. Like, we thought it was so many people. And it does. It just kind of throws you for a loop sometimes. I was like that with the movie that we just watched, too. I thought it was, like, everybody in it. <laughs> right. At one point. Yeah. So, I'm really looking forward to editing the audio, Ella. Because every time I see, you see how this bar is moving when I talk? Mm-hmm. When you talk, it doesn't move. So, I might have to do voiceover for all your parts. Oh, I like it in that part where they do this. <laughs> Just scream really loud, Ella. Yeah, you're going to have to be louder, and I know you can be loud. I um, do, too. Well, then it's going to look odd as you're just standing there in your mouth moving and no one can hear you. Um, yeah, so an A for you. Ella, what grade do you give it? An A? Yeah. Because I feel like it's just definitely better when it's not spoiled. Like, yeah, right through it. Yeah, definitely is better when it's not spoiled. Um, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna give it an A minus. I like the first one better. That's not the reason for the A minus. The A minus is there's just there's just too many inexplicable conveniences. Like yeah, Ghostface showing up at the car out of nowhere. Cotton walking into the auditorium for no apparent reason. Maybe they just all have a secret power that Gail Weathers gave them to teleport random places. Yeah, well, no one's going to hear that because you're not speaking loud enough for the audio to pick up. But that's okay. <laughs> I'll fix it. Um, but no, that's the only reason. Is It's fun. There's a lot of action. The movie keeps clipping along. Um, you know, it... And it and it does it builds on the the story and that's yes. what I really like about it too. You get a lot of these horror movie franchises where there's there's a really thin thread that connects them all together. Um, but this it's like we've got characters that can, and their stories that connect it all together. So like each each installment, at least like these first two, expands on that Sidney Prescott universe of like. Oh, Billy's mom's in here. That makes sense. And yeah, and Scream Three does a lot of the same thing too. It takes and furthers the storyline even more, which is fun. Um, this takes place on a college campus, so that's a uh, institution of education. Uh, Courtney, would you like to share any educational lessons to learn from this? Buddy system, buddy system, buddy system. Like that didn't, that didn't work out for Hallie. No, it didn't. You're right. Um, <laughs> But, like, be cautious. Like, there's a killer out there, and these people are still walking at night. They're stupid college kids. They are stupid college kids. And it's like, people, come on. Like, common sense. Yeah. It it does. Like, it kind of irritates me because it's like, which, I mean, I feel like scary movies kind of do that to you. Like, Like, no, obviously, you know, don't go in there. It's like, yes, don't walk alone in the dark, but here you are walking alone in the dark. Yeah. It just, some of those things, just like, trust your, be more aware of the surroundings around you. Right. Fair enough. Um, I'm going to go with, give yourself time to grieve. 
Like, the events of this movie happen, like, less than a year. Yeah. You know, like, within the year of the events of the first movie. And Sydney's back in a relationship. She, you know, it's like, there there should be so much trauma that she's still dealing with. Um, But she's not. And I know she's a strong character, and that's what they're building her out to be, is a strong female character, which is great. However, she's still human. Like, yes. it's okay to grieve and, and have fear. Like, you know, the whole the whole adage of what doesn't kill you makes you stronger. Well, this tried to kill her a lot. Yeah. <laughs> um, and... To the point where you shouldn't necessarily be stronger yet, you know. Yeah, like, and I'm like, I was surprised, like, wow, she's already in college. Like, yeah. I don't know. I probably would have taken a year off. if. And, and she went away to school. Yeah. She's not commuting. Nope. She's just, I'm packing. I'm going to Windsor. So, um, so that is what it is. Ella, do you have an educational lesson to share? Same as last time. Shut the door. Shut the door. <laughs> like Stacey would probably still be alive if she just shut the door. Yep. So, um, okay. So, well, and then like Gail had a hard time finding a room to hide in because everybody did yeah. shut the door. <laughs> True. Oh, all right. Well, that wraps up another discussion about another horror movie. Going to add that to the list of things. You can check that off your box, Courtney. You've seen it. Um, you have you have one for next week. I do. Um, the Black Phone. The Black Phone. Yes, this was suggested to me, um, and it looked. I mean, it looks pretty decent. So, I've watched it. Yeah, I've seen it. Um, which I, I didn't watch it until, you know, I, I asked you, so I can't say that I've seen it before. But okay. um, <laughs> but yeah, The Black Phone. Yeah. Uh, came out a couple of years ago. Got Before it came out, got a massive push. Like, early reviews were like, uh, welcome to the new scariest movie of all time. Mm-hmm. Um I think that hype hurt it some. I know it yes. did for me, so I'm excited to watch it again because I went into this movie hoping for the hype. Yes. Of like, really? Like, this movie is so terrifying. And, and like, I was looking forward to that. And then when I, when my wife and I watched it, we're like, it was good. And I'm, but this was then. Like, I'm watching mm-hmm. it with fresh eyes this time. Um, yeah, written by Joe Hill, who is the son of Stephen King. So, movie did very well at the box office. Uh, made about ten times its money. So, that's always that's always good. Yeah. But yeah, we will be back next week to watch The Black Phone. Directed by Scott Derrickson. He's done some stuff. That seems like an obvious thing to say. But, uh, man has lived in horror films huh. urban legend sequel Her- hellraiser sequel exorcism of emily rose sinister which is a very scary movie um deliver us from evil then he did the first doctor strange movie kind of out of nowhere like everything is horror movie horror movie horror movie horror movie marvel movie um, <laughs> uh, and so that's all well and good but yeah we're gonna be back next week to talk about the black phone uh, social media, you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Of course, like and subscribe if you haven't done so. Drop a comment down below. We're still waiting for some of those recommendations of what people want to hear. If you're one of those people that listened to or watched our uh, Child's Play episode on YouTube, thank you. That is currently our highest grossing um, yet 42. 42 wow. people. Uh, let's see, Ella, you were in the first Scream movie, which was, where'd that one go? There it is. 11 people. Oh, 11 people watched your Scream. 34 people watched your brother on Critters. So hopefully we can get more viewers on, <laughs> on this one because, uh, because you're back. You're the Scream Queen. What you're, did she do differently? What she it, looks you, like she's double checking you, peeking over your shoulder. Like, is yeah. he reading this right? Yeah, that's what it feels like sometimes too. Uh, so yeah, we'll be back next week for the Black Phone. Uh, thanks again for hanging out with us. Another week of education. Uh, I'm Mike, and I'm Courtney. 
And you are? Ella. And uh, <laughs> Ella won't be back next week for the box phone. But she'll probably be back next week when we cover Scream 3. All right. Thanks for coming and hanging out with us, guys. Bye.